Hello, and welcome back to Stern Chats, a podcast that explores the untold stories of the NYU Stern community. I'm Charles Indemene. Today, I'll be speaking with a few of my classmates about their admissions experience and have them answer some questions from prospective students. Today, we have Jane Kennedy, Wes Landreth, and Brian Pfeffer. And just to start it off, uh, can you each give like a brief intro and just talk me through your pick sex? All right. So Wes Lange, born and raised in Nashville, North Carolina. I uh, went to school in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I majored in political science. Uh, following that, I spent the entirety of my uh, undergrad career in the Marine Corps and put took an immediate transition from the Marine Corps uh, into Stern. So definitely a hard pivot uh, on my part there. Uh, doing a finance and strategy specialization here at Stern, and uh, signed on full time with Mastercard for a finance role. Talking through my pick six, um, I, you know I have my initial page here, just kind of telling a very short story of kind of what my pick six is going to be about. Uh, first picture I have here, I did this like live Mario Kart racing uh, in the streets of Japan, where I was dressed up as like this big uh, Bowser costume. Uh, and it was, you know, it's just funny, like time for me, you know, it was, um, the locals are very standoffish, but as soon as you acknowledge and smile to them, like it was on like Donkey Kong, uh, no pun intended there, but that was just me with like some of the kids that were just eating up the costume and like all the Mario Kart shenanigans we were doing there. And that was just like show my outgoing and goofy self a little bit. Uh, the second one here, I'm, I'm scuba diving off a small Island and I just wanted to show here kind of my adventurous and exploring side. And, you know, I would translate that certainly uh, into my time at Stern. Third picture here, I just kind of wanted to highlight my toughest assignment, kind of like my proudest moment of photo. That was uh, me and all the drill instructors that I worked with. You know, they were, you know, training the the new recruits. I, like what my job was, was really making sure everything was safe, but it was really more taking care of them and make sure they were getting enough time with their family. They were taking care of themselves because uh, they would just work themselves to death, given the chance. Uh, fourthly, uh, this is a photo of winning my first weightlifting competition. Uh, I kind of wanted this photo to demonstrate my perseverance. Uh, I was in a, about a three-week jungle warfare training session prior to that. Um, I didn't want to do it just because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating right. Uh, but I decided to go ahead with it anyway and ended up winning it. Uh, so, yeah, that was just like kind of showing my, my grit and uh, passion a little bit there. Fifth is me and my family. Uh, Really, you know, I, I would not be where I am today without their support. And I just wanted to show that I did have that relationship with my family and they've supported me in everything that I've done. And closing out here is like the, the sun setting while I was on a ship. And it was, you know, like the, the why MBA, why now question. You know, this chapter in my life was closing, uh, but I was, you know, more than excited to continue at Stern and continue these adventures and challenges. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. That's a pretty uh, hard act to follow, Wes. I, I don't appreciate having to go after you. Um, <laughs> so my pick six is going to be fraught with m much less uh, accolades, but I did try to cultivate a theme as I was putting it together. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey for background, and I went to the University of Maryland for undergrad, but came right back to New York. Six days after I graduated, I moved to Brooklyn, uh, and I've been in New York ever since. And so I really wanted to frame my excitement for NYU around the city that I had had so many firsts and so many new beginnings. And I was really excited for this to be the next new beginning. So my first picture uh, is just a shot that I took of the Oculus one morning. 
Uh, I worked in client service prior to Stern, and one of my clients was downtown through the Oculus, and so I walked through it every morning, and it is so beautiful before chaos ensues. So if you can get there at like 6.30, 6.45, it's just a magical place. And so I took one of the, the pictures I had from that. Uh, second one was a shot from COVID. So it's me in Central Park, my mask on, just like looking out over the water. It's not as dramatic as I made it sound, you'll see. But, you know, the COVID pandemic was really a huge change in our in our lives uh, in a lot of ways. And I can't imagine being anywhere but New York for it, which sounds crazy because the beginning of it in New York was quite frightening. Uh, but the way that the community came together, the applause every night for the, uh, I'm, I'm losing the words here, for the nurses and, and hospital workers and first responders. Uh, it's just something that stuck with me a lot, uh, you know, as we still battle some COVID complications. Uh, third one is my first apartment that was all my own. Um, and so, you know, I, I lived with a bunch of roommates in New York, as one does, as I was, um, you know, building a career for myself. And at a certain point, I was able to start renting my own place by myself. I've always had a hobby with interior design. So there's a little bit to show off that hobby. Uh, and the apartment looks really nice in the picture. Um, but it also just shows progression in the city and somewhere that I had started to build such a such a robust life. Uh, fifth one is my dog. Uh, I'm sure everyone on this call has likely seen my dog at some point because she is ever present on Zoom. But yeah, she came into our into my life um, in December of 2020 and really just changed the narrative. And she's such a city pup, so there was no taking her out of here. Uh, and then uh, fifth one is my nephew. So my nephew was born in 2018. My family all still resides in New Jersey, where I grew up and actually where I'm recording this from. And so I think it shows that, you know, my family has always been there to support me. It's been really important to my journey through New York. And certainly a reason that I wanted to stay in New York was the adjacency to my family and getting to see him grow up. Uh, and, you know, he's coming over here later today. So I'm really excited to see him. But uh, really getting to see him grow up so closely has been really special for me. And then finally, a picture of me and my sister from our very young years at some Jurassic Park themed event in Times Square when we were children. Uh, I wanted to really showcase this love for New York it wasn't something that happened post graduation, but it really was a lifelong thing and, and something that it was really important to me. So I tried to frame my whole pick six around this idea that New York was home and NYU was the place to continue to grow that home. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate it. Um, and finally, Jane. This is so fun. I remember in our first study group meetings, getting to meet people and then see their pick six. It was just such a special moment to realize like people don't typically lead with some of the stuff in their pick six. And so it was, it was just really fun. And I'm excited. It was just I know both of you and it was cool to hear yours. And I can't wait to see the pictures. Um, similarly, you know, I think the theme around mine was that unfortunately, you don't really take that many pictures of failures and disappointments. You kind of only get the pictures of the highlights. So what I tried to do was share some photos of highlights, but also kind of tell the story behind all of the failures and disappointments that got me there. Um, so my first photo, I'm the oldest of four kids and I have three younger brothers. Um, and that really shaped me, I think, in, yeah, just like loving being around kids. And um, my brothers are the best. Um, I'm home for Christmas and we're all here right now. And they're great, except they're all so much taller than I am now. But it's just been really cool having this whole experience and like getting to grow up with them. Um, and that was very formative for me. Um, so my second and third photos are connected. I paid for my undergraduate degree by competing in the Miss America organization. So um, I have one photo when I was um, named first runner up to Miss California. I competed for four years and got closer and closer and closer and closer until I finally 
almost one. And um, I shared this photo because I think that people don't really understand pageants um, at all. I definitely didn't, um, but it was how I paid for school and met some incredible people. And I think it gave me a lot of interview skills that served me well when I was interviewing for consulting this year. Um, And so I wanted to share that because I thought it was a little different and probably not something everyone had done. And then my third photo, so as part of the Miss America organization, everyone has a kind of a public service platform. And so mine was around kids. I did a lot of work with Girls on the Run, and I started this program called Cultivating Confidence for Life. And so I got to spend during my lunch breaks and after work, I would go to classrooms and schools and speak at assemblies. And so I have a picture of me talking to like, I think it's a class of like kindergartners and they're so cute. Um, but that was a really fun kind of outlet for me while I was in college and then starting my early career. Um, my fourth photo, um, I've always been really interested in government and federal government. And I did the White House internship when I was in college. And so it's a photo of me with my intern class. Um, and that was, I think, one of the first experiences I had of really trying to achieve something that I knew was totally out of my league. Um, and then I had the opportunity to do that. And I think it gave me a lot of courage to throw my hat, throw my name in the ring for a lot of things that I was definitely not qualified for, um, and have had some success and and many failures with that. Um, my fifth photo is from graduation. Um, I got to speak at my commencement for my undergraduate and it was really cool because I felt like my undergrad experience, I got to do a lot of different clubs and be involved with a lot of different things. And I felt like I got to represent a lot of those people who had poured into me while I was a student. And then my sixth photo is a Bible study that I started in San Francisco. Um, I moved there after graduation and was super duper lonely and really struggled to build a community and make friends. And I just started to invite people over to my house and just found this amazing group of like, we almost had 150 women who had come in and out at some point during those two years. And it was a really cool experience of just recognizing that like when you're seeking community, other people are seeking that too. Um, And that's kind of an attitude I try to take forward of just being inclusive and inviting people in, um, knowing how much that meant to me as well. Thank you, Jane. And and as you guys can all see, we we have a very, very diverse and interesting group of people here for our panelists. So uh, we'll quickly jump into the next uh, question here. I know we have a a lot of questions to ask them. So uh, mind you guys, I'm going to ask you these questions in the perspective of a new student. So the first question I have to ask you guys is, which test should I take? And for all of you, just tell me which t- test you guys took and then why you chose to you know, take that test. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go ahead and start here. Uh, it does not matter what test you take. Like, whatever works best for you, take a few practice tests, see what you're more comfortable with, what you feel like you can progress with the most and, you know, like show off your academic skills the most through, take that. I personally took the executive assessment and that was the first year they started taking it. I was studying for the GMAT at the time, and just due to my work schedule, I felt that I could perform a lot better on the executive assessment than the GMAT. Uh, so it was really, that was why I took the the executive assessment. And while studying for the GMAT, you're effectively studying for the EA as well. So it's really just like a, a little brother uh, to the GMAT. So that's what I personally did. I started studying for the GRE, and ultimately the the verbal part was driving me crazy. And so I switched over to the GMAT. Um, but I have lots of friends who've taken the GRE and found that that worked better for them. I think admissions just wants to see you know you at your best. And so if one of the tests demonstrates you at your best in a different way, then I would 
err on that side of, of taking that one. If Stern just really preferenced one test over the rest, we wouldn't see such a diverse set of skills coming in. Uh, all the tests are similar, but they all test very different things uh, when you get into the nuances of it. Uh, so I definitely recommend taking the time to figure out where your skills line up the best and take that test. Great. Yeah, I, I was a GRE guy, but I, I think I tried a GMAT for like, I think it was a few days. And then I was like, this is, <laughs> this is not for me. So yeah, uh, I completely understand. Uh, Popcorn on the next question. So uh, I'm not happy with my undergraduate performance. What should I do? I think one thing we typically like to share, and I know that admissions office says this too, you can't really do anything at this point about your undergraduate performance. But um, two things. One, if you can add context and a bit of color as to maybe why you performed a certain way in undergrad, I know we have some classmates who were engineering majors. I personally was a political science and communication major. So I think that the admissions office understands what you studied, um, kind of the different nuances within that, but also I think providing a little bit of context as to why you feel like your performance wasn't as strong. And the other benefit of applying to business school is that many of us and many of the people listening have years of work experience. And you learn so much in the years after college. I know that I grew so much after graduating. And so you can really highlight those things and say, hey, I know so much now I didn't know in undergrad, and I can take those skills um, and these new strengths into business school. So I wouldn't let it hold you back from applying, but I would be cognizant of trying to build a narrative as to why um, why you think you're going to be successful at business school. Yeah, I would say like that's why that optional essay is there. If you you know if you feel like you're lacking in a place, like that is your you know your chance to to effectively justify it. Uh, you know if it makes sense. Like if there was a semester where you had, you know, health issues or family issues and you like your academic performance dropped, you can state that there. I was working with an individual a couple months ago where, you know, undergrad GPA, less than stellar. But what had happened, you know, he kind of went on academic probation, got put in the dire straits, and he was on the dean's list for every semester after that. So that was like one of those situations on an optional essay where it was easy to say like, hey, I was failing, but past this point, I, I crushed it. So definitely utilize that optional essay to, to help, you know, show that situation to admissions. Yeah. And I'm going to steal some language from you, Jane. Uh, so Jane helps our first year students prepare for interviews. And one of the things that you told them was the best part about making a mistake is you get the chance to show your composure and overcome whatever issue you cropped up against. And so I think your story is your story and you're not going to be able to change it. But if you can frame it in a way of, you know, I, I've made so I've had some less than great times, but I was able to recover and show perseverance. And I have this really strong body of work or I have this really strong piece of my resume. Uh, it's going to read really well to show that, you know, you've developed as a person and grown a lot over the time. With that in mind, so I don't have much work experience. Can I still apply? I'm a bit nervous. You know, I've only been working for, let's say, about a year or two. I don't know if my work experience matches up to the typical amount of experience people have. So do you guys think I can still apply or... What do you guys think I can do? There's no minimum and there's no maximum. Now, like, obviously, like the average is around like five to six. There's as little as zero and there's as much as 15. And, uh, you know, in this, like, you know, think more quality versus quantity. It's not, you know, how long you've been working. It's what have you done uh, in that time frame. And with that, you know, like by that time, like as long as you know your efficiencies, your deficiencies, where you want to go and where you need to grow that kind of helps paint that picture better for admissions. 
I think often we'll have people join the, um, we'll have people join like a coffee chat sessions who are still an undergraduate and they're like ready to come to business school and so excited to get their master's because it seems to be so necessary in today's work environment. Um, and something I encourage people to think about is many people come to business school because they tried to get where they wanted to go and they found they couldn't get there without the MBA. And so I encourage people to consider, can you get where you want to go without this? And then if you can't get there, you can use the MBA as that springboard forward. So I do think that taking some time to have some years of experience allows you to bring more to the classroom, but it also allows you that chance to see if you can get there. Uh, I think that for many of us, we had great experiences in our early career, but realized it wasn't leading us where we wanted to go. And so this program gave us that chance to pivot. So I would ask yourself, can you get there without this? And if not, we would love to have you at Stern. Yeah, same sentiment as usual. Uh, I think the, the key takeaway is you want the person reviewing your application to feel that this is the right time for you to be moving into business school. So there's nobody that's a better judge of that than you. And so when you reflect upon whether or not this is the right time for you to be jumping into business school, if you've convinced yourself, you likely can convince the admissions team as well. Uh, so just keep that in mind. You know, it might make sense to wait a few years sometimes, and it also might make sense that this is your shot and this is the right time for you to, to take this next step. Great perspective. Um, going forward, so overall, what do you think Stern is looking for in applicants? I know it's a, a very broad question, but what are some of the key things you think Stern looks for when they're looking for people to, to bring in to a new class? I got to go with the EQ here. I think that, you know, everyone has impressive and diverse, diverse work experience. Everyone has, or I guess not everyone has work experience. We covered that, but the lion's share of folks do. Uh, everyone has an undergrad degree and, and some kind of angle of why they want to be in business school. But the really cool part of Stern is that we share this EQ concept that I really didn't find anywhere else as I looked through the business school world. Uh, so I think to the extent that you're able to showcase that, I think your recommendations are one way you get to showcase that. Your pick six is one way you get to showcase that. Your interview is one way you get to showcase that. So there's a ton of opportunities for you to show that EQ. And I think that's the most pervasive and standout thing of the classmates that I have. And I would assume that's what admissions is looking for because uh, it's unlikely they just got this lucky. Adding to what Brian said, I think it is so important to look for that in a business school because the majority of our time is spent working with each other, whether it's preparing for interviews or applying for jobs or working in group projects. The number of group projects I have done in this past 18 months has been almost absurd. But I could not imagine being somewhere where I didn't have classmates like I do, who are so willing to pick up the slack if I'm having a hard week, um, who are so generous with their time. And that's something I saw when I was looking at Stern. I remember talking to students and they were so quick to say, oh, I have another friend who worked in nonprofit. Would you like to talk to them? Or, oh, this, this person's going into consulting. Would you like to jump on a call with them? And I found that before I even entered the community, I saw that. I saw that eagerness to serve and, um, and assist. And I think that, I don't know if you find that everywhere, but you definitely find it at Stern. And it's really stood out to me from the application period all the way through now. And I know we'll continue to serve us all as we, you know, build on this network and continue to, you know, carve our career journeys. It's so nice to know that I have people who have my back and I have their back too. So it seems like EQ plus IQ equals MBA bliss and happiness. Great, 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 great. Um, okay, so uh, from there, 
naturally the next process would be how should someone prepare for the interview? It seems like a, a interesting sort of process to go through because most people in undergrad, you didn't have a, a big sort of daunting interview for some people. So how do you go about uh, preparing for that? Yeah. So at Stern specifically, um, you're going to be interviewing within, you know, admissions individual that works within admissions. It won't be a student or an alumni. So with that, they'll have read through your entire application. Uh, so they'll know you pretty well before you go into the interview room. With that, uh, be familiar with your application and make sure it was genuine. Uh, if you're trying to fake the funk throughout the application process, that has the potential to come out there. But be familiar with your, your application, know what's in there, and uh, really just be prepared to speak to your short-term goals, long-term goals, uh, why Stern, why MBA, why now. And uh, for me personally, it was very much more of a conversation. Uh, some of the other interviews that I had done, it was um, very much robotic, like there's 10 questions that must get asked and must get answered, and it wasn't uh, flowing, but with Stern specifically is like probably one of the more comfortable conversations I had uh, during an interview. And that's just kind of speaks to this, you know, EQ process and, you know, just the community that we have here at Stern. Yeah. I remember my first question that I got in my interview uh, was off of my pick six and it was about the colors of the walls uh, that we picked for our apartment. And it, it really set the tone right from the beginning that this is going to be a very conversational interview where your interviewer is really looking to just get to know you as you are and not looking for you to come in with something rehearsed or something that you've overprepared for. That said, short-term goals are very important. Being able to you know, talk about your career in a really positive light and showcase some of the skills that you hope to bring to Stern and how you can translate those skills into your short-term goals is going to be crucial here. Uh, and the one thing I learned along the way is make sure that you are talking about your role in things when you're you're highlighting experience in your career. Talk about what you did, not what the team did, uh, but really focus on yourself and, and make yourself that main character. Awesome. Great, great perspective. Um, you know, keeping in that sort of similar vein, I know there's a lot of parts of the application that people have to pay attention to. So specifically, what is Thorne looking for in the change essay? I know it's a major part of the process, but can you enlighten me a bit about that? I don't think we had the change essay when we applied. Am I correct? Yeah. So we, we in the admissions office, it's actually a really cool essay and I wish we did. I almost want to go back and write it because I think that the pick six gives you this chance to really show these different parts of your personality. And I loved the pick six. It was my favorite essay I wrote in the entire application process because I brought my friends in on it and I had them weigh in on which photos I should use and which ones they felt were most um, representative of me. But I think what's cool in the change essay is this is where you actually get to share, I think, kind of what Brian has been talking about, you know, what your personal impact has been in your career and then where you envision that going. Um, and so I think that within the change essay, this is another chance to really show who you are as an individual, how your experiences have shaped you, and then how you want to shape the future. I think that Stern and really any business school is looking for students who will become alumni who are going to make a difference in the world of work, um, philanthropy. They want students who who have a plan and and a dream to go and achieve that. And so I think the change essay really gives you the chance to define that um, using examples of ways that you've created change in the past and then sharing how you plan to be engaged as a member of the Stern community while you're here and then after you graduate. 
really show here, obviously it's called like the change essay. You know, if you can bring out examples of how you've embraced change throughout your career and or life up to this point, um, you know, Stern, like kind of what Jane said, you know, Stern isn't producing students are going to go fall systematically into a process. They want to produce students that are going out and make a change in the world for the better. Um, and the more you can show that there, you know, if you, if you have went through change, you know, into your life up to this point, show it off there. I think Jane and Wes are each going to write a change, change essay so that you all have a, a good example. Is that right, team? <laughs> Everyone is saying no. All right. Maybe, maybe next True time. True formula would be a group project. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's perfect. Um, okay, so uh, pivoting a little bit over to how prospective students can learn about Stern. How can a prospective students get in touch with uh, current students or learn more about the program? I can touch on it from the from the network side. I think you know there's a lot of ways that you can get in touch with Stern students. Uh, one thing that I found that stood out to me about Stern specifically was everyone who was even adjacently in my network, whether they went to my undergrad or they knew my friend of a friend of a friend, and I had like a second connection on LinkedIn. Anyone that I reached out to got back to me and was so excited to tell me about their experience. So I think if you throw a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, if you were to put out feelers amongst people who are tangentially in your network, you're going to get a lot of responses back because there's a lot of students at Stern, just like us who signed up to be on this podcast that are really excited to talk about our experiences. So I think that really stood out to me in the process for Stern specifically. We also have tons of events. Um, Wes and I are graduate ambassadors. So we do different coffee chats. We do info sessions. We're even having students come on campus for tours, which is super exciting. So um, there's lots of ways to get in contact with us. And you can always email our um, graduate ambassadors at mbaga at stern.myu.edu. And I think we can hopefully link that somewhere in case you didn't catch all the letters. There are obviously many ways to reach out to, to Sternies. And Sternies are very, very um, you know, open and available. Even when they are pretty busy, they are always open to speaking to new and prospective students. So do, do not feel afraid to reach out. Um, pivoting from there, um, does admissions want to see us attending events? I know it's, it's a bit difficult sometimes. It's working around schedules and working around, you know, some of the stuff around the health and pandemic things going on. So does Stern want to see us at events? Yeah, so the events are very much for you. It's not for us by any means, but this is your opportunity to help you get Stern or help you get to know Stern a lot more. Um, you know, this is like a huge decision process. Uh, you know, if you get through, like you're going to have to make up your mind of like where you want to go. And one, like with your short and long-term goals, how will this program help you get to where you want to go? Um, and that can also reverberate throughout your application process of, Hey, um, through these events, I've learned this and I know that, you know, this course or this club or this association can help me achieve my short-term goals. Uh, that's really what those events are for. I, I would love to see you all, but I echo what Wes says, you know, the, the point of these events is for you to learn more and develop your hypothesis around why Stern is the right school for you. So all of the information that you can get from these events can work to your advantage, but you shouldn't, shouldn't feel like you're being evaluated on attendance or that there's any type of mandatory essence to the events. They're really just out there for you. And because again, people like us really like to talk about our experience at Stern. Finally, for this section, uh, how did you know which program is right for you? So I know we have the full-time program, the tech MBA program, fashion luxury MBA program, and part-time. 
So personally, I considered a few options. I was a bit wary about leaving the workforce for two years. I really enjoy working um, and wasn't super excited to lose a a salary and and benefits and all those things for two years. Uh, But I knew that my goal coming out of Stern was to do consulting. And I knew one of the best ways to get that job required a summer to do a summer internship. And I wanted to do that to test it, to see, is this something I enjoy? Do I want to pursue this kind of a career? Um, And so I chose the full-time specifically because I knew that I wanted that summer to intern. Um, I have friends who are in the, so we have two one-year programs, the Tech MBA and the Fashion and Luxury MBA. I have friends in both of those who, again, came in with a very clear vision. They know where they want to go. They were very clear on that. And those programs are fantastic ways to streamline your process of getting an MBA in a specific field that you're looking at. Um, I also have friends in the part-time program who are working full-time and are in some classes with us as well, and they're having a really a really great experience. Um, so it just really depends, again, I feel like this is the answer to everything, but you have to know what your goals are in coming into an MBA program um, and figure out how you want to achieve them. And a great way to do that is to look at people who are in careers or have roles that you're interested in. And either talk to them or take a look at their LinkedIn and try to figure out how they got there. Um, and, and that was helpful for me also in considering which kind of program would work best for me. Yeah, it definitely goes to the individual here. I mean, think about what your goal is and what you want that journey along the way to look like while you get there. So, you know, for me personally, I knew I was going to have a massive pivot, whether I liked it or not. And, uh, you know, like Jane, I did want that summer internship to see that the path that I went down was for me. And again, you know, it's just going to vary from program to program, your experience and and where you want to go. But Stern has plenty to offer, you know, whatever your goals may be. Going through, you know, think about things like your ROI and just thinking about, you know, exactly what you want to get out of the program and which one aligns more closely to your values and your ultimate goals is is pretty much a good way to look at it. Um, Okay. And now moving more towards the decision making process. So these are more, I guess, heavier hitting questions. So uh, we'll start off with, how did you know you want to attend Stern? So for me personally, I like when it came down to the decision period, you can only get so much off of a website or, you know, a document or a congratulatory phone call or an acceptance letter. I started networking with so many people in the schools that I got into because it was almost more stressful picking which school than it was applying almost because, you know, it's like, you only get one shot at this and God forbid, like you do not want to make the wrong decision. So what it came down for, for me, was just talking to as many people as I could. Um, I really wanted, I guess like my top priority was the experience. Um, you know, I, again, for me, this is going to be a pivot and I wanted to get to know as many people as possible, have the, you know, as many opportunities and, you know, as much access as I could. And that's what really brought me to Stern was just the people within the community that we have here that really shone throughout the application process. And after I was admitted, um, just how people went out of the way to talk because they knew it was a big decision. So that's personally what made, you know, my decision to come to Stern simple. I remember when I got into Stern uh, and the, I don't know if you guys remember the little fireworks that go off in the, when you open the email that says you got in. Um, but I remember I had a friend who was already at Stern and I told her, you know, just to, just to let her know and, and thank her for her help with the process. And she told everyone that I had, she had connected me with along the way. And I just got this like influx of love and excitement and congratulatory messaging. 
Uh, and from there, I had a pretty good inkling that this was a place where people really thrive amongst each other. Uh, I think some of the things that really stand out about Stern is there's a really interwoven communal vibe. You know, it's as far as MBA programs go, it's not the the largest in numbers. And what that means is, you know, I walk down the hallway and see Wes or Charles or Jane, uh, and you know, I, I know a lot about them already, and I've gotten to have all these different touch points, whether it's interning together or working together in a club or having a class together. Uh, so that was really exciting to me. And then, of course, you can't beat the location. Um, you know, I I hope that you all get the chance to come visit Stern, even if it's not on a formal visit, just to see where it's at, because what a stunning place to have a school. So. Uh, I think I knew early on from the people, but all the other pieces that you hear about certainly helped me be sure. I've been doing a lot of cases with MBA one, so I've split my answer into three buckets. Um, <laughs> not to echo way too much what um, Wes and Brian have said, but I think the first and most important piece is the people. I think they covered that pretty well. You want to be with good people um, because that is your network and those are the people you're spending sometimes 16 hours a day with. Um, the second thing was something I didn't think about until it was decision time. And that was really location. So I had been in DC for two years prior to Stern and I never thought I would live in New York city, but I realized that this is a really formative time in our lives. And what a better way to see New York, to come in with a group of friends already, a lot of people who are so excited to be in the city, the career opportunities, the internship opportunities, I remember walking around Stern and it was pouring rain and I walked through Washington Square Park and there was so much going on. And I remember thinking, I will never be bored here. Like, I will never have a day that I am bored here. And that was really exciting to me to go to school somewhere that I felt like would challenge me personally and professionally um, and have loved it. And then the last bucket here is the classes. So one thing I did when I was in that difficult position, I remember, Wes, you talked about that, right? Like, it's hard to pick a school because you love them all. Um, but I went and looked at the course catalog, and that made my decision. Stern has so many classes, as well as classes cross-listed with other schools in NYU. I mean, by the time I was done going through the course catalog, I think I'd written down 50 to 60 classes I was interested in. And that's really important, that you have a variety of options and opportunities Stern also offers specializations, so you can really focus in different areas. Um, and for me, being someone who really does like school, I was excited about classes that I would enjoy. Um, so those are my buckets. But Charles, I want to know, why did you want to attend Stern? Oh, wow. Turning on me. <laughs> um, yeah. So one, obviously, is location. So I, I've been in New York City for, at that point, I think it was three years. And I came to the conclusion that I didn't want to leave yet. Um, so that was one big factor. The second was that, like you guys mentioned, I, I got a very, very good vibe from the people I spoke to at Stern and they, they were very happy when I got in. They're very like, supportive along the process for me, more so than a lot of other schools. And it felt a little less, it felt not a little, it felt non-transactional. Like for instance, some, some other schools I, I end up um, applying to it felt as if it was just like, we want you to come because you look great in the resume and that's it. It makes us look better. And it just felt like a transactional relationship. But Stern really felt like they, you know, they want to enrich me and help me become a better person along with, you know, me helping enrich their community. So it was a sort of like give and take from both ends, which I really, really liked. And then um, a third, let me think of a third great reason for Stern. I, I don't hate the color purple. So the, the purple for, for Stern was, was fine. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I like the purple. Um, but yeah, I, I like the location a lot. That, that was a big thing. Obviously, the, the community, 
and it's just a great school. So those are, it, it's hard to say no to that. Um, and then on top of that, Stern also gave me a, a nice scholarship. So <laughs> there was pretty much, it's very hard to say no to all of that. So uh, you guys actually got my perspective as well. The final question I have to ask is, how can I fund my MBA? I know for those going in, especially to your full-time program, um, most people will be leaving their jobs and leaving a steady source of income. So how can I fund this uh, entire you know, time here? If you're applying for an MBA, you're likely a pretty resourceful person. And so, again, I think applying for an MBA is a very uh, self-reflective process. And a big part of it for me was really grappling with am I okay going back into debt? Like, is this something that I am mentally, spiritually, physically okay with doing? And um, I built like spreadsheets and calculations as to how I would pay it off, how quickly it would be paid off. Um, And then I also looked at programs where I felt like I could potentially get scholarships. Um, There is a lot of money in the MBA world. um, And Stern specifically is, is quite generous with scholarships. So Again, it's a very personal decision. It's, it's you know, you're taking on this debt. You're taking on this two years of, of opportunity cost of being out of the workforce. Um, but there are tons of organizations that offer scholarships um, from the consortium to Forte um, to, I mean, lots of organizations, lots of companies are willing to sponsor. Um, so I think it is kind of an exercise in resourcefulness of one, once you've made the decision that this is an investment you want to make there are resources for you. Um, and everyone who applies to Stern is considered for merit-based scholarships. So that's great. You don't have to submit additional applications. Um, you're, you're already in the pool to be considered. That's it. So Jane, Brian, Wes, thank you so much for taking the time out to give your experiences about the admission process and everything around that. It was very, very, very great. And having all these diverse experiences and, and hearing your perspective on this was, was very helpful. Hopefully it helps out those that are, you know, still considering whether or not they want to come to Stern or going through the process of applying and seeing what all the schools are like. I hope this very much helps you guys out and and helping, you know, make the decision a bit easier. And Stern's always welcoming. Stern's always available and people are always around for you to talk to. So feel free to reach out to me or anybody else in the panel. And yeah, have a great, at this time, I think it'll probably be January, but have a great rest of the month. And and obviously, again, feel free to reach out. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us.